Well, hello, and thank you for joining us for our Home is Everything podcast. I'm Russ Frazier, president of Anoim Housing, and today we have two special guests with us, Bonnie Schroeder and Tanya Lafar. Both Bonnie and Tanya have participated in some of the programs and services of Anoim Housing, and have uh, we've had the pleasure of having them be residents with us. Uh, and so we've invited them both to come in and share a little bit about their stories. And so first of all, welcome to you both. And Tanya, I'd like to uh, maybe start, uh, if I could, with you and and have you just share, and I understand that uh, for you, uh, poetry has been uh, a bit of uh, an opportunity and part of your story. And, and if you wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about how poetry has been ha- has played a role uh, in your life. Um, well, I started writing when I was 12, and I, I was in foster care when I started writing, so that was my way of coping with all the adjustments of having to bounce from one home to another, to a group home, to wherever the state could put me. And then it just went pro- progressed from there to, and when I ended up on the streets, I just wrote like whatever came to mind. It, I mean, it could have been about my mom, because my mom passed away before I ended up in a tent in the woods, and then it was just like I'd write about animals, I'd write about how I felt, how much I missed my mom, the things that I was seeing, and it just has gone from there. So. so it sounds like it was really played an important role for you, just kind of let, for you to be able to express your feelings about how what was happening in your life. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's really a powerful thing to be able to express that. And uh, and Bonnie, uh, you uh, you've had an opportunity to do some uh, work at the state capitol this summer, as I understand yes. it. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, yes, I have. I got to um, hear somebody speak about Nami, and then they invited us to come to show us how the um, procedures at the capitol work. So I went to that, and then we went to the capitol, and I got to actually participate and. There is a, a big need for um, mental health issues here in Des Moines. Um, and so I, I feel like um, that's a place where I can have a voice for others. Mm-hmm. You mentioned NAMI, it's a National Alliance on Mental Illness, and uh, it's a, a great organization, very active group locally. And so what were some of the points that you uh, made at the Capitol that, uh, when you were up there? Mainly um, what I'm concerned about is the, the mental health system and the health care providing enough assistance. Um, for me, when I, I have mental health issues, I'm regulated now, so I'm good. Um, but to get my first appointment was like a month and a half out. Mm-hmm. In a month and a half out for somebody with a mental illness, that's like saying maybe, maybe, 25% chance you're going to make that appointment because there's, that's just too long a time. Um, they are making progress with the, with the care. However, it, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And so we're going to keep supporting them and keep going to the Capitol and lobbying and whatever it takes to get things right because stigmatization on, on mental health is that you're um, you have no intelligence, you're stupid, retarded, and, 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 and it's not what it's all about. We have chemical imbalances, and there are ways to correct it and help it, and so that needs to be available to the people that do need it. 
I think we as a community need to start better understanding that while we sometimes like to not call mental illness a physical impairment, it is very much as physical. And you talk yes. about the weight and when we go to the emergency room with and we're bleeding, we get help right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so just because we do not have a, something that you can physically see does not mean it's not an emergency. Right. And so it's a very important thing that we continue to keep advocating for in our yeah. community. And so we don't have those long drawn out waits because yeah. uh, there are times when, uh, when we are in crisis, we need that immediate help. That's correct. It's coming along though. I think it's going in a positive direction. Well, one of the things that uh, I, I think has been impactful, and I, whether it uh, is directly impactful to uh, um, uh, everybody or not, but one of the things I think we've started doing here at Anoem, and and, and uh, Tanya, I think you had a uh, a hand in, in some of this getting started, was a uh, bringing together a group for our full circle, and uh, and kind of getting that started, and that's a that's a group that uh, has been had of uh, program participants and, and residents of, of Anoem Housing in some of our programs and and uh, having people come and, and join for a, for a meal once a week or maybe a, just an activity together that can uh, share in their own stories and, uh, and be a supportive network. So kind of talk to me about that a little bit. Well, when I started Full Circle, it was September of last year, 2018, because I had just lost an apartment and a friend invited me. And I didn't really know I, I was allowed to come because I'm technically not an animal client. I'm just, I support whatever I can do to help the homeless. Because mm. technically I was still homeless and I just got housed three weeks ago, so. But, I mean, since I've come to Full Circle, it's just, I've met so many different people. I've gotten information that I didn't even think I could get about the mental health, the homeless, and the homeless, the different programs that you can get involved with to either better yourself, better the community, or make an impact on somebody's life. When you first came, so it's now it's September last year, now September of this year, it's one year, one yeah. year now, yeah. uh, and that's really right at the beginning of when we started Full Circle, or pretty close to that around that time, a little bit before that. But uh, and and so being a part of that start startup time, um, you know, so, you know, you talked about some of the resources, but How's that, from a relationship standpoint, what's that meant to you? It's meant a lot because when I started with uh, the Full Circle until now, I've learned so much about myself as a, as a person that I can either be a part of the solution or become part of the problem. And I've met Bonnie and some of the other people and they give me insights on what it was like for them to start with Anna Wim. So it's just been great. Does it give you a sense that you're not the only one experiencing some of the things that might be happening in your life? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah that, I think that's been such an important part of that process is, is mm-hmm. that it's, you're not alone. You know, and I think that having uh, a network of people that come together and say, I've, you know, I've, the, though, though your individual experiences might have been your own unique experiences, we uh, we we all have had those those types of uh, things that have impacted us or those traumas in our life that are that we, we can were... relate with somebody else. Absolutely, right. absolutely. And that is on the hierarchy pyramid. 
um, it is a ba it, it is a need. It's not a want. The sense of belonging is a need, as the sense of companionship, um, food, water, shelter, clothing, sense of belonging. And that's what Full Circle has done for me, has built my trust with people again. I look forward every week to seeing people and see how they're doing and actually really care about their lives and, and how they're doing. Um, because when I came out of homeless, when I was homeless, um, it is a whole different world. And you have to either um, get smart quick or you suffer some pretty bad consequences. And so my trust base was absolutely at zero. I didn't trust anybody or anything anybody said. Um, today I'm, I'm, I'm very much aware of um, who I will let so much information out to and this and that because it um and it's the the homelessness problem is is growing and, and more um severe today than it was when i i was homeless from 2012 to 2016. so but i feel that it's gotten worse it's the they're stealing the homeless are stealing from the homeless the homeless are, are hurting each other rather than banding together to help each other to get out of their situation. And what I have learned is um, kind of a lot from full circle at Anawem is there are certain things that I can take on and be okay with and, and my life keeps going or I can extend myself and try and pour so much into helping somebody that I forget to take care of myself. So I have learned where my boundaries are and um, I know that when I want something for somebody else so much that they can they can obtain their potential is there and I want it more than they want it and I can pour a lot of energy into that and um, I have learned now that I have to I think it's kind of a little bit of a religious thing for me because um, I don't hang around to keep them go keep trying to work with them anymore now I have to be kind of like you seed is planted when you're ready I'm here for you for support but I'm not gonna stagger myself on your account and I've learned that as I believe that in the Bible that's what what we're you know we can't let somebody weigh us down we have to have our own self-preservation first before we can even help anybody else well, that's probably that's a great lesson for all of us to learn because uh, as much as we all want to uh, pull people and push people along. We have right. to be ready with a hand to pull people up when they're ready to reach their hand ready. up to mm -hmm. grab it. And uh, being uh, being there and being available for people that they will, uh, when they're ready, because it's you know we we know that uh, when when somebody isn't ready to to make that move, it uh, can oftentimes be a drain on on yeah. us, as you mentioned, but also can also sometimes set that individual up for failure and sometimes Definitely. take them back mm -hmm. even farther yeah, away from, uh, from success. And so, and I'll ask them, are you ready to get help? Yeah. Are you ready to get off the streets? You have to really truthfully be truthful with yourself on answering that. And, um, and I'll observe for a while and mm -hmm. see if they're really ready. And if they can make it through the program, even have a chance to make it through the program, before I'll introduce them to Anwim as far as how to go through the steps, because I'm not going to waste my time. There are too many individuals that need need the assistance. Mm -hmm. So, Tony, I'll ask you what uh, what 
because uh, Bonnie and I think I saw you agree when, when Bonnie mentioned that the 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 homeless situation and both from a homelessness as a as individuals as as a part of a community of, of individuals that have found themselves without a shelter but also just in general in the community I think the homeless problem has gotten worse in our community oh it has what, definitely what do we need to do to make that better we need more supportive housing yes. I mean I do understand there are some homeless that would prefer to live on the streets but there are a very few select number that want to be off the streets. They want to improve their lives. They want to get off the drugs or the alcohol or whatever they have going on. But without the support with our community, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to end up with more than, I think there's been 20 so far this year that have passed away. And one of them was a really good friend of mine. And I tried for a year to get him help, and the system kept telling us our hands are tied. Okay, how are our hands are tied if we can help somebody coming in from another country and we're handing them everything under the table? But we can't help our own people. So if and we, it's, it's frustrating. Stigma, stigmatization. Mm-hmm. I remember when walking down the street when I was homeless and and being looked down upon, and um, I. I don't believe that. I mean, I think everybody that's homeless is is dirty and doesn't care and doesn't want a job and this and that. And that isn't true. There are so many obstacles that can stand in the way of of getting housing when you first come to Des Moines or whatever, wherever. I had the problem because I had been incarcerated, and I did my time, and I'm and, and I I'm good now. <laughs> and um, but that labeled me as a felon, and getting housing as a felon is very hard, and getting a yeah. job as a felon is very hard, and that was my obstacles, those two mm-hmm. fa- factors, and so I stayed out there for four years, and just learned to be. Um, I wasn't one of the unhappy homeless people, though I. Um, I had a nice clean camp and I I loved the animals and I trained the geese and ducks to come to me and, and I lived in nature and that was and it was an experience that I will never forget. However, today to go back to that, no way. There I have seen the violence and the criminal um, actions rise mm-hmm. to to where I would not feel safe to close my eyes. You have to sleep with one eye open, or or you go on shifts, and you you have other people in your camp, and you go on shifts, people being awake, Mm -hmm. and um, I have had to do that. I had to do that. We had word on the street that they're coming down to, to beat people up and whatever have you not, and so we had to go on shifts to stay awake, and be alert at all times. And being a single woman out there is, oh, it's it's a trip. You better learn to become street smart fast. And to have an escape route at all times. Mm-hmm. Because the violence and the um, rapes and... and um, domestic assaults. Uh, yeah, domestic assaults. And it goes both ways with men and women. But more so for women, I think. Um, we're more vulnerable. But... Um, Luckily, I didn't have to suffer that. I um, 
I did learn to fight, <laughs> and then I don't like to fight, but I did learn to have to physically fight mm -hmm. and keep weapons with me. Mm -hmm. And that's sad to have to people to have mm -hmm. to live like that. It's just like it's sad we have to lock our doors. You know, that's just that society where we gotta promote more, more goodness. Right. For sure. So Tanya, I want to kind of move back uh, and ask you about, you mentioned uh, just recently, three, about three months ago, moving into a place of your own. No, it was three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, excuse yeah. me, three weeks ago. So, um, and prior to that, tell me what was your, what, what were you doing before that? Well, I, before that I was bouncing from either a tent in the woods to a couch for overnight and physically I can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. So. Now I just love it. Well, minus my neighbors, but you know, yeah. that's the way it is with any apartment place. But sure. I'm still I'm still trying to readjust from having to go from one couch to another to a, a, a pallet out in a tent in the woods somewhere to where I now have a roof over my head. It's been rough. I mean, yeah. it's it's never easy when you're when you spend five years of the last I've spent five years of my the last five years of my life bouncing from place to place again like I did in foster care to having another place of my own. So what's that mean to you now? Oh, I love it. You can't get me. <laughs> <laughs> I will never go back to the streets. I mean, it, uh, we, hopefully, yeah. we always say, hopefully never have to go back because it's like a driver's license. It is a privilege to have a house a roof over my head as, as when I lost my driver's license and, I, now, and now I don't take that stuff for granted. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a privilege as having a roof over my head. Yeah, I don't want to go back to that ever. If not me and Bonnie, I'll just be campmates. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. I, I, the thing is, is I did survive and I did do it, and I know I'm capable of it, but it's not my choice. Yeah. Now, today, I have the choice, and that's what it's all about. Um, what Anna Wim and, and other housing um, I don't know if, if we have other ones here in Des Moines, but I, because I'm only acquainted with um, Anawim, I know that with my record, I was turned down from the YMCA. So that was not even a possibility. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll live out in the, uh, I lived under a bridge. I, lived, it, I moved eight times the first month that I became homeless. And that was from just little spots of, of overweeded places and, and place. Like with the city, the way the city is, is if they know where a campsite is right now, they will They're come and coming after it. you, right now. And um, and you're like, what do you do? Where do you go? What do you do with the things that you have accumulated that the the, the good people out there have um, given you? You know, to get a blanket and a pillow and, and a tent. Um, those are things you treasure then. And then to have the city want to come just yank them out from you. Well, if they could provide a place, where am I supposed to go? You know? And, um, but it, Joppa's a good organization. They're on top of things. They've been, they're, they're working hard with the homeless people, um, taking it to the streets, another good group, and many church groups. Urban um, bicycle out for ministry. Uh, the bicycle, the burrito, the burrito bicycle. <laughs> they bring, bring, bring a burrito. Yeah. Oh, they they, they bring, bring a burrito. Everything they help in the winter, also yes, and um, they would bring portable little chargers for your phones, um, and pick them up the next week and recharge them for you. Many, many, many good things that people have done, and then 
um, what I think what we need to do is Joppa has these little homes. Tiny homes. That tiny little village homes. We need to find some land to put them on. And we do need to have it secured um, and monitored and super so that would give somebody a job even. Tell me a little bit about your uh, living situation now for you. What was, right where, yeah, where, where are you? Uh, I'm in an apartment. Okay. Yep. And um, I've been um, uh, with Anna Wim for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I, um, in my obtaining, I, I found myself, I found out who I was. I have a voice. And before I lived in a lot of fear, and um, I was fearful of, of a lot of things, but you can't show it. And to have to hide who you are, it's not good. You, you need to be able to be yourself, true to yourself all times. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's where um, having, that, having that roof over my head is, um, what that did was gave me my roots. I talk about roots because of a tree, the roots are the sturdiest part of a tree. Okay, and Anna Wim is my is the roots for me. It allowed me to um, get a permanent address, obtain a phone, get my social security card, not worry about somebody stealing it, get my um, uh, medical concerns in hand, and be able to hang on to my medications without having them stolen from me. Um, that took probably a year and a half for me just to get the stability of all, all getting things together. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have um, Anna Wim to help me with the housing part, I'd be back in square one. I, you, you, I would lose my belongings in a, in a flash. And so they gave roots, started my roots growing. And then um, after you get that, then you got to be, what are my wants and what are my needs? What are my needs and wants? Yeah, and um, you can get things in order. And I, right now, I'm um, I'm working on writing a book, and that's to um, help people in the community understand what homelessness is all about and how it feels, and um, and it can happen to anybody. So many people think, oh, that it will never happen to it, them. No, they they, I would never. Oh, can you see me being like that? Oh, never, never, never. Well, it's a lot of people are a paycheck away from uh, being homeless. A lot of people are a, a separation, divorce mm -hmm. from homelessness. Um, that house that you bought together, it's gone. You know, so it's it, nobody is immune to it. And I've had the opportunity to um, explore it and say, wow, you know, people, the, the way I, I, I try to tell people that are homeless to carry and hold their head up high because that's the only way that you're going to come out of, out of the situation, the situation you're in, right? Yeah, that's a I'm glad we've been able to be, Anoim has been able to be a part of, they uh, have, of, of they've turning given your some story security. And, and, and hopefully supportive for both of you. And so just in, as we wrap up here with our time, um, I would ask each of you just to think about and maybe if there's, if there's one thing, you've got a microphone here and you, you don't know who's listening, but uh, if, you, if you could give a, an idea, a solution, what do we need to do as a community to address some of the most important things that are affecting 
individuals out there that are experiencing some type of housing crisis, homelessness or whatever it may be, what do we need to do as a community? What's that one thing? And Tanya, I'll uh, let you go first. Well, I think we need funding because I actually got a hold of uh, Senator Celsi, which is the Iowa District Senator that was at our community event. Mm -hmm. And her goal is to get more funding for more affordable housing and once we get people housed, we can work on their underlying, other underlying issues, whether it be mental, addictions, or anything that could help them stay in a, in a, in a place. Because without that, that like, her, like her story is with the roots, without the roots, you're not gonna get anywhere. No, your roots can, and the roots can get hindered if, if you have a lot of interferences. Mm -hmm. You have to have the right people steering you in the right direction. Yeah. And um, I think our full circle brings a lot of issues to us. So, Bonnie, do you One thing I would do mm -hmm. is I definitely know that Des Moines needs uh, shelter for women only. Mm -hmm. okay. The women are preyed on real bad down at CISS. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sorry I have to say that, but it's true. Um, and the things that they will do, they're, they're so vulnerable and so young that and, and they don't know. They don't know. So we need a homeless shelter for women only. Um, and we need some good counselors that can help an individual follow through with obtaining who, their identities. Because um, you throw a person in a house, that's great. But what if they don't know how to cook, you know? So, and they don't have, have the nerve or, I'm never leaving out that door again because somebody's gonna get, they might have fears. And so you have to have somebody to guide them through till they start to grow them roots. Absolutely, so we appreciate so much both of you coming in today, sharing your story and, and uh, taking some time to, uh, to really, I think, provide a lot of information to people that are, that, that listen to our podcast, but also uh, as you continue on your individual journeys of advocacy for yourself and for others individuals, we appreciate that so much. And and whether it's through things like Full Circle or through uh, your own individual writings or through advocacy at uh, uh, at, the, at the Capitol or or through other connections with uh, elected officials, please keep it up. We need your voice out there. So you, thank right. you both thank for joining you. us. Thank uh, you. I, I would like to say one thing, though, um, is um, primary health care outreach is also awesome because I wasn't even in contact with, and I'm going to mention him, uh, Mr. Jeff Klingen. He's awesome. He's passionate for his work, and he came and found me in the woods when I had gotten tossed out from under the bridge. I ended up in, in the woods, and he came and found me and told me you're up for housing. And I just said, "Oh, Jeff, we've been doing this for so long, and you, and, and you know, I'm." I said, "The city's coming next week and throwing us out of here. I'm packing what I can carry, and going through things." And he said, "We have soap and water at the, at the office. Come on." You're going with me. And I said, all right. And he has been, and I asked him, how do you look at the homeless problem? And um, this was a couple years ago. And he said, um, it's not getting better. And because I said, is it getting better? Because we got JAPA and we got all these groups that help people. Sometimes you can enable people to stay, stay where they're at. If you have too much help, you don't want to get out there and do it yourself. 
But he definitely said we need a women's shelter. If he could get the funding in that, that the women's shelter would be a definite need. So anyway, I just well, I had to give Jeff a, a, a pat on the back because he's been a lifesaver for me also. Thanks, Great. Jeff. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both again for joining us today for our Home is Everything podcast. Uh, thanks again to Bonnie Schroeder and Tanya Lafar for uh, being our guests today. And we look forward to sharing more stories about Anom Housing very soon.